Welcome to Live with Domery podcast here at Domery Healthy and Fit, where we bring you incredible episodes every week that will leave you inspired and always wanting to come back for more. Today's special guest is Nancy Davis. Nancy was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 1993, and ever since then, she has been committed to bringing a cure to multiple sclerosis patients. Please stay with us and listen to this incredible journey and what she has done so far. Today's podcast is brought to you by Society Gal, bringing women and business together. Please check them out at www.societygal.com. You can also visit them on Instagram at The Society Gal. Stay tuned for Nancy Davis come on to talk to us about multiple sclerosis. Can you hear me? There we go. Now I can hear you. Okay, go ahead. Very lucky that we're able to do it back in a ballroom this year. For two years, we did uh, race to race MS at the Rose Bowl, where you kind of went in your car, you stayed in your car because we were trying to be, uh, we're trying to get around all the uh, different things that uh, the stipulations because of COVID. So this year, we're really excited, and uh, we have a really fun event planned on May twentieth, on Friday, May twentieth, at the uh, amazing new Fairmont Century Plaza Hotel. That's amazing. And congratulations for that, because I know we all struggled to the last two years of trying to raise awareness for multiple sclerosis and autoimmune and family members and newly diagnosed multiple sclerosis patients. And your organization is so incredible and brings so much to the table, not only for the patient, but for the people living and knowing the patients or the caregivers and just the resources that I commend you on what you have done for the last 29 years. Thank you. I was diagnosed with MS 30 years ago and uh, it began a very different journey that I never had planned to have in my life. Um, it was kind of terrifying and um, anybody when they first get their diagnosis uh, of having MS, it's Scary. Um, there's so many layers to what it's going to mean and will affect your life, and you don't know what to do at that time. Though when I was diagnosed, there was really uh, no known cause, uh, no cure, no medicines on the market, and very little hope. More than anything, uh, when I would ask different doctors you know, what was coming through the pipeline, what could I look forward to, everyone kind of shrugged their shoulders and made me feel that I had this amazingly hopeless disease and that I would never walk again, and that I would be really lucky that the most I could look forward to in my life is operating the remote control of my TV set and basically stay in my bed the rest of my life. And I was a young mom, I was 33, I had um, three beautiful kids, and I, mm -hmm. I wanted to be a mom. I wanted to be active in life, and it just seemed like in one diagnosis, in one doctor's visit, just every you know dream was just erased dreams i didn't even know were dreams until i didn't have them anymore and so um i seeked out to go get second opinions and i thought well if i get enough second opinions there's definitely gonna be a doctor out there that's gonna tell me i don't have ms because i certainly didn't want to have what i knew ms to be at that point um I, there's no disease that anybody would ever want to be diagnosed with but at that point ms was pretty negative and and pretty hopeless so um, I went to many different doctors. Unfortunately, they all told me I did have MS. 
But what was interesting is all the best of the best doctors were doing identical research as each other, but were convinced that they were the only one doing it. Uh. So this little uh, light bulb went off in my head. I thought, wow, if the best of the best are all doing identical research and they're not communicating, uh, we're wasting a heck of a lot of money going nowhere. So I thought if we could put the best and the brightest to work together as a team to never duplicate research, but to always communicate every month and to be able to build on what everybody else was seeing in their research studies, we would find a cure. We had seven hospitals at times. So I thought we will find a cure seven times quicker. And a lot of people thought that was a really bad idea. Um, but I Really? Why did they feel that that was a bad idea? There was such a competitive spirit in mm. uh, and each doctor wanted to be the one who got to the finish line the quickest. <laughs> okay. And figured that, uh, you know, they. I was listening to every, every doctor I got the second opinion from, I was asking what they were doing in research. And, when I would tell the other hospital or doctor that they were doing the same thing at their center, they looked at me like I absolutely had no idea what it was talking about. But I knew exactly what I was talking about. I was, I was scared, I was terrified. So um, what happened um, was uh, we put this team together called the Center Without Walls. Probably way before its time, it was a virtual way of communicating. And uh, we had a doctor um, flying from you know, center to center to update the research on a monthly basis so that all the doctors, um, as they're developing new studies, could benefit on the positives or negatives of any studies. Um, about 90% of every medical study ends up with a negative result. And, but out of the bad comes good. Exactly. There is always out of the bad comes the good. Right, there just does and you have to look at it that way because each one of these studies is very expensive and it takes a really long time but if you can put everybody together and as you're finding out critical things every month maybe you're testing a drug the dose is too high or too mm -hmm. low finding other substance and that creates a terrible bad reaction or a good reaction and the rest of the study doesn't work there's there's always different aspects to analyze of any given study as you go forward so we were we felt really lucky and we started doing this and things just started happening and I mean today to think that there's now 22 drugs on the market for to help stop the progression of MS is really nothing short of a miracle that is a miracle, and it does help so many people around the world, especially with the count today being over 3 million and counting of newly diagnosed patients in their 20s, um, which is a good sign of they're catching it early enough and not where we were in our 30s and me being 40 when I was finally diagnosed after 20 years of living with it. Right, but that, that when you were first diagnosed, were there options, were there medications on the market? There were, because I was diagnosed in 2012, but I had been delivering living with the disease and going to every doctor you can imagine, and they just kept telling me, you're stressed out, mom, you're working too hard, you're over-exhausted, here's some Prozac, Xanax, so I had the complete opposite of you, and um, when I finally got diagnosed, I was completely paralyzed, and it took them six months to figure out what it was, and three neurologists later, I found Dr. Chowen, and my life has been much more progressive on the best side of MS. I still have flare-ups, but we all do. On one of the medications? Um, I am not on any medication. Um, I was on one of the interferon drugs. 
Um, but I had an extremely bad side effect and I never like to mention the drug itself because it's helping so many other people. I'm just a person with extreme sensitivities to so many drugs on the market that could help me even more so than I am today. Wow, okay. Um, so but is your how is your MS doing today? Today, um, it's it, it's an average of my normal. It's about a five and pain levels of tingling, dropping things, speaking backwards, um, short-term memory, but they are actually telling me it's because I got COVID in January and I had the worst of the COVID, the Delta version, and they believe my brain is still inflamed and that's why I'm having so many more flare-ups this year. Wow. I was having some uh, brain fog and different things and having trouble memorizing, you know, remembering just names and things like mm -hmm. a doctor in Los Angeles and, it, and I, I take his drops. I love him more than anything. And in like four days after taking his drops, things just started clearing. I don't know. You might want to oh, look at Wow. Into I might, I need to like text you on the other side and get the name of that. Wrong information for other people watching, but um, he's been my savior in so many ways. And my husband, who doesn't have MS, he was also having the same thing after having COVID. He he got it. He gave it to me, and it was just, gosh, I don't know if that's good or bad. But um, we uh, we were both having this. It was just really hard to recall name, mm -hmm. remember things. It just was. It was just so strange. Many months afterwards, and uh, when we went to this doctor. He, he finds out what your body's deficient in and it, he gave us these drops and I really in like four days I was like whoa this is just insane I felt so much better so well that, I will be DMing you um, and asking you about what that is and hopefully trying to get into that doctor because um, yeah it's to say the least I'm doing the very best I can with everything that is going on with me at the moment well, you look gorgeous, and what you're doing to help so many people is is unbelievable. And uh, you're you're an important leader for so many. Thank you very much. I truly appreciate that. Um, but I now um, believe that we have to take care of ourselves first, and then we can help others once we are well. Absolutely. If you're not healthy for yourself, you can't help anybody else. So you have to look at number one. Exactly. So I'd love to share a little bit, and you can help me go along with this, about what you have done with Race to Erase MS and all of the fundraising. And a lot of people hear fundraisers, and a lot of people don't really want to listen to it or do the research on it. But the research on what you have done with Race to Erase is absolutely incredible on your sheet if anyone just goes into the website at www.eracems.org that will give you all of your stats and everything that you've done and this is uh, it's incredible over the last 28 years race to erase ms has raised 52 million Six hundred and fifty-seven and nine hundred and eighteen dollars. About the eighteen dollars, but the other part's correct. Yeah, that is unbelievable. And thank you so very much for that because seventy-five, seventy-two percent of that goes towards the funds and the programs and activities of funding the cutting-edge research that you're speaking about, as well as sixty-five percent um, to the benchmark 
um, recommended for better business and helping align your program to help others living with multiple sclerosis. Thank you very much. Um, you know, I was diagnosed with this disease, um, didn't know what my life or how I was going to survive, but I had had experience working on charities before with my mom. We had a, I have a little sister with diabetes and mm -hmm. I had learned fundraisers and do auctions and different things and um, all generous people and this is not a one-person deal this is a huge yeah. dream team of doctors a huge dream team of supporters celebrities everybody who's come together every year and this is everybody helping me and I I always say to everybody I'm like I don't know I'd even want to take my phone call because <laughs> I feel like I'm always asking for something to help us, but um, we have to find a cure. That's we all there is. Um, when I started, it was so bleak. It was, it was, be you know, such a negative impossibility. And to look at where we are today, it's it's not perfect, but boy, is it great compared to any other disease. And there's really the hope and the passion that we'll get there. And you know, every year we we listen to the best doctors. We have these amazing hospitals around the country. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been for you know, most of them for all those 20, you know, 28 to 29 years. And uh, what we've done as, as some of our doctors have gotten older, we've, we've done a lot of studies with the young investigators. So the new doctors who are, you know, have recently uh, become a full-fledged doctor. They've spent a lot of time in medical school mm -hmm. coming up a research study and we're really open to funding really young researchers and then they work hand in hand with the the older more learned person there and it's been a magical balance because it really some of these people go to you know medical school they get out of there and there's sort of no hope that they're going to get funded exactly but brilliant and they've been dreaming up these fabulous studies and of course we should fund them and, and we do and it's just it keeps everything going in a very unique strong way so we're so happy to do that um doing events every year is is a bit challenging but we have our big event coming up really like in three weeks um, so yes i am very excited about that i put that on my pre-podcast with the link for people to go to to either donate whatever they can or purchase a ticket to get to the event or super fun event I mean it's everybody like has a good time we, we have a huge auction so some people who want to buy really fabulous opportunities auction items trips or you know whatever that may be we we have a really fabulous group and we, we also have a an auction that we'll put up in about a week from now on charity buzz mm -hmm. we, an auction item so there's different ways to help we also have a great t-shirt campaign and different things so people want to get involved and help we're, we're always thrilled to do that because it's you know it's it's fun we want people to give it all if people want to come to our event they can go on erasems.org and mm -hmm. and purchase a ticket or yes. just the ticket but the I, I promise you we have the most fun night of any night ever it's so much fun and uh we have now rogers this year and chic um he's written every incredible disco song whatever and everybody at our event always gets up and dances that's great i i cannot wait to dance i'll be coming with my cane but i will be able to hopefully put it down and dance along but we we just have that kind of night um we really really do and uh, we want it to be we don't want people to be burdened when they get there. We want them to celebrate. And, uh, you know, we're celebrating another year of getting that much closer to finding a cure. And with the monies that we're raising, we're putting it into very important programs that are answering so many different questions. And exactly.
I think MS is the most positive disease you could have right now. <clears throat> Everybody's really happy to put money into it and raise money because there's medications that are coming out. They're, they're profitable for everybody. If you have this disease, they're profitable and that they can save your life and give you an, a normal, better quality of life, which is, is everything. Yes, and, exactly. It's, a, it's kind of a win-win. So we're very determined to come up with new fun different things every year and uh, I also have a special note for you that was sent to me today from Tamara and Terry they said to say hello the twins that both have multiple sclerosis of them the twins are so amazing they came to Los Angeles recently we all got together they're they're spectacular so they're going to be at the event this year and I said I'm excited to meet them and um, I will be at the event also right. with um, Vivica A. Fox, um, right. that's in our movie, um, Bobcat Moretti, as well as Taryn Manning, and our lead star, um, Tim Rilberto. So my husband and I will both be sitting at the table with him. I am the executive producer for Bobcat Moretti. And I were, have been, I came in in the middle of the program of the movie and I was brought in as the advisor for multiple sclerosis and how the disease affects us differently to every MS patient. And we tried to bring that to the screenplay of the movie as authentically as we could. But it's very exciting to be a part of your gala this year and it's excited to be with the movie table and the three amazing actors along with everyone else that came along with the movie itself. So thank you. We love when there's movies that portray honestly what the plight of MS is. It's really important. And throughout the years, there's been some really great TV shows and some movies, but it's it's really important. Um, it's one of those diseases that a lot of people don't really know much about. and. There's a lot of people that have this disease, and it's really important to understand it, and, and also just for the, the dignity that you, you show to people who have it. It's important that everyone educated. Exactly. It is truly important, because when you look at us, and we're both talking today, we look completely normal. And, right. you know, the disease is just exactly like it says. It's like a snowflake, because every person's disease within our brains is completely different from one person to the next and how our bodies are betrayed by our own immune system and what is going on in our brains and spinal cord. Right. You don't, you might be doing really well, but you, you, you always have this fear. What could tomorrow bring when, when I wake up tomorrow? I know um, I've had times when I was not doing well at all and did a lot of praying and a lot of, you know, positive thinking and taking care of myself. And I, every single day when I get out of bed in the morning, I put one foot on the floor, then the other foot on the floor. And then I just take this moment. I thank God that I can feel the floor and that I can stand up and it might not happen every day of my life, but it's like, that feels really good. And I've, I've really learned to be grateful for anything that is positive in my health because I'm on a mission. I, I really have to be okay. I, I want to be okay. I want to be a mom to my children. I, I want to find a cure for MS and uh, it's really important to me. And yes. so 
uh, you have to take whatever the steps are that, that work to have your overall health care work. And I, I think we all have to be positive, even though it's not a fun thing to have, but it could be worse. It could be worse. And, you know, there are the days that are worse and we feel like we can't tread above water, but we always find the strength within ourselves and God to get us through the next steps of moving forward. So terrifying and challenging. And um, when having those good days, I think it's, it's important to notice it. Exactly. And it feels like. And I think, you know, it's important to be positive as much as you can about when things are going right in your life. And I think it, it builds on itself. I, at least for me, it does. And, you know, there's, there's some other days that are, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. You can't believe it. And those are the days that I try to share with um, my family, my friends, and my, my followers, and my brothers and sisters that have multiple sclerosis. It's not always a rosy picture. It could be great for one week, and then you're down and out for maybe a month. It just depends, and you have to stay positive and check your serotonin levels and make sure you're, everything is where it's supposed to be to keep us moving forward into the positive light of living with the disease itself, multiple sclerosis. Can you tell me what your daily routines are like from morning to night that could help someone listening today that has just been diagnosed and knowing that you are the founder um, and you were diagnosed in 1993 and how you got from that point to this point today. Can you give us a, a just a day in a life? It's been a long journey and I have evolved in how I take care of myself. Um, when I was diagnosed, there was no doctors or there was no care. I could go to a homeopathic doctor and he, mm -hmm so much and so I, I started I was not a homeopathic kind of person at that time but I learned to be and that's been the thing that's helped me all along and everybody needs to find that thing that is is good for them um, I've learned though when I wake up in the morning that I always say a prayer I, I open the drapes I look out at a beautiful view and I, I say a certain prayer every day and then I I list at least 10 things that I'm grateful for I love that and uh, they're not the same things every day. They they change. There's different things we all have in our minds that are concerning having kids, different things. And I, I always do that every morning, but I also do that every night. And uh, when the sunsets are going down at the end of the day, I I look at the sunset um, and I, I take a note. Um, I lost my son. He passed away two years ago. So sorry. Been, you know, it's at the very beginning of COVID, it's been quite a nightmare. And um, I just feel this presence when I'm looking at sunsets at night. They just, I don't know, it's like speaks to me. It makes me feel good and calm. I feel like I'm, it's my moment to talk with him too. So those are some things I do. Um, I never smoke. I never drink. I never take drugs. I learned very early on, I can't do that. Um, I've never had a flu shot. I was told in the beginning that the flu shot um, makes it worse. <laughs> so some people don't agree with that anymore, but I've never had a flu shot and I've done quite well not having a flu shot. Um, mm -hmm. Did have the COVID test and got uh, the COVID vaccines and got so sick from them. Um, I don't know, but I guess it's, you know, it's important to have them, but I'm not thrilled about having more of them because I got really sick. Yes. Well, that's a, that's a whole, you know, ball of new things of what is going to help us and what isn't going to help us. 
um, I was told not to get it because of how many allergies I already have today with all my autoimmune issues. But right. then I got the worst of the COVID and I still am having effects from the long-term, what they call long-term COVID effects. Yeah, it's terrible. So it, it, it's, we don't know what will work, what won't work, but we all have a story of what works for us. And just one thing out of all of our stories in the world can help a new person being diagnosed or someone that has been diagnosed but hasn't found that one per thing that will help them. And you sharing that story will help somebody else today. And that's a beautiful thing. No, but I'm so sorry. My, I don't know how to turn this other phone off in my house. I have a son. <laughs> but um, I just feel like I've re... I mean, I, I was not as open-minded about um, both traditional medicine and homeopathic. I didn't really understand homeopathic, but I'm very open to anything that works. <laughs> I'm open to listening about everyone's different things. Um, uh, as far as diet and so forth, um, I've been on a diet probably since day I was born. Um, <laughs> but I, I know... <laughs> that I, I just can't put toxins in my body. It makes me sluggish. It makes me not concentrate. It's just not good for me. So I, I try to have, you know, a fairly you know, clean diet and I, I, I won't take any, any, you know, substances or alcohol. You know, people are always having drinks and that. And I, I, I don't think I've had a drink for like 20, yeah, 27 years. I just won't do that. And, um, I, I, I exercise. You cut out just a little bit, Nancy. I can't hear you. Hear me now? Yes, now I can hear you. Happen. Um, anyway, I think exercise is really important for MS and for everybody. And I just feel like if you can even go outside and just take a walk or whatever it is that you can do is really important because it really, it, I think it releases your endorphins. It makes you, or I think it's important to sweat. <laughs> Get- <laughs> That's true, yes. A nice shower and uh, just you know luxuriate in your shower, your bath, or whatever. And I think it just you know it just feels like a very important accomplishing thing to do. Um, I, at the beginning of COVID, I was much better about exercising every day. Right now, a little stressed out with my charity event. Haven't been as good, but we'll get back in the wagon here. And you can't beat yourself up over what you can't do. Just do the best you can do every day. I think that's important. Exactly. And I love the fact that you just said that because a lot of us go through these ups and downs. We're on track. We're doing great. And then... We may get a flare or something in our life changes and then we kind of like have a hard time getting back into that routine and you being the founder of this amazing organization living with multiple sclerosis it's nice to hear that you also have those tough days that are tough coming back and getting back on the horse again so thank you lazy um I have to be honest, I think we all have the right to be lazy sometimes. You know, no one's perfect and you can't you can't beat yourself up if you can't do everything in that daily routine that you've designed for yourself. And we have our moments and we, we get to live and do something fun, whatever that means. And sometimes it just feels really good to just like lay in your bed and, you know, go through all your stuff. And I right now with the event coming up, um, I have so much going on. There's just endless emails and texts and calls and endless things. We're doing a huge auction. We're trying to get all the amazing auction items in. We always have a fun goodie bag. People donate fabulous things for our goodie bag. We have the best goodie bag in town, obviously. I love and that. 
things and the the, the whole idea of everything we do is to you know have different ideas for people to help them uh with their with their ms and we're we're looking into all different things so by our event making more money um the money goes directly into research which is everything mm-hmm. and want to be empowered and do really well in every event and uh, you know it's been it's been tougher during covid having events but we we somehow pivoted as people call it and we we had a very safe event that was not a covid spreader we had it at the rose bowl for two years in rome it's kind of like going to a drive-in movie theater in a way you you came in your car and you drove up and your Mm -hmm. your car would play the music that we had on stage and we were still able to do it in a safe way not not one person got COVID in the two years we did this event uh, last year we had earth wind and fire perform which was just amazing i love them that's like the good old days right and the year before we had andy Grammer, who's just so positive and amazing and i was taking a walk one day during COVID, and i, I had the song come on and said yeah, it feels good to be alive right around now that's one of his songs i'm thinking that's how i feel i've got to get andy Grammer. it's just it just speaks to what i'm going through at this given moment here mm-hmm. so we, we were able to do our events and it was just it was different they were much more casual and fun but really excited to be back in the ballroom at the century plaza hotel it's it's now the, the fairmont century plaza hotel which actually closed down for about four years mm-hmm. and it in the ballroom is so spectacular and so gorgeous and we're gonna have this amazing event and Nile rogers is like oh my god the epitome of the best entertainer you could ever have he's so high energy such a generous person the songs if you look up his all the songs he's written you won't believe it he has actually written and produced every amazing song that you've ever had a good time to that's so it's, incredible and we also have tommy hilfinger doing the fashion show correct Tommy Hilfiger has been one of my very closest friends forever. He joined us year number one. His sister had MS and he's always been the most generous soul you could possibly imagine. But he, um, he's funded us. We've had many of his fashion shows. So this year we're doing a different kind of fashion show with Tommy for his adaptive line. And everybody goes, well, what does that mean? What's adaptive? Mm-hmm. Well, disability, you know how hard it is to get dressed. <laughs> on certain days and he's created this line and this is every kind of disability it doesn't matter what it is but he created clothes that basically clothes with like velcro and Mm -hmm. they're standing and easy to get in and out of and um i remember the first time i had lunch one day with selma blair um i complimented her dress she looks so beautiful and i said oh my god you look gorgeous she goes do you know how long it took me to put my dress on i'm like no she goes it took me 40 minutes just to put my dress on it was that hard i'm like Mm -hmm. I didn't really understand because I didn't have that. That was not one of the things I was dealing with and started looking into it. And it's, it's amazing how nobody had ever talked about how hard it is to get dressed when you have, you know, uh, disability issues and even like buttoning buttons. And I mean, the idea of having Velcro and just flipping it open, um, much easier when, when you're at a restaurant, you're out and you have to go to, to the bathroom. It's, really a tough thing and everybody's like what did that person do did they get lost in the bathroom but it's not so easy to get undressed and redressed and so Tommy uh, to his credit is just an amazing pioneer and that he came up with this adaptive line and it's it's seamless it doesn't look any different than any other clothes it's just beautiful it's comfortable and it makes your life so much easier so we wanted to highlight that this year so we're having a very different fashion show but a really spectacular fashion show. I love that that's so amazing I love that and I did um go and look at his line and he has absolutely beautiful clothing and i love that it is velcro and the buttons 
are a little bigger and a little wider. So it's because it is very hard for us to move our fingers and our our arms some days or even to see it could be us losing our eyesight and we can barely see where the buttons are or a zipper or anything that we're doing as you get older um no matter if you have ms or not all those things are constant you can't see so well uh you can't manipulate buttons your fingers it's it's harder to hold them too so it's it's a thing for lots of people to consider buying these type of clothes to help you have ease in your life and exactly. what worry about exactly um, I'm always in my pajamas most of the time because it's the easiest thing to get in and out of as, yep. as chemise <laughs> um, but with all of that if you were to think of something more than the adaptive wear of clothing and everything that you have done and all the fundraising, what is one key thing you either like to invent to help anyone with autoimmune? Because a lot of our autoimmune diseases are very similar, but quite different from each other. What would that be if you could foresee something in the next future for you of? One of the toughest challenges from day one has been how do we remyelinate? I've did many studies, and I have to be honest, they really haven't worked out. Um, the one medicine, um, Ogrevis, has helped to a degree for people with remyelination because I think it doesn't cause any new attacks. But we have tried many, many studies, and that is what we're really pushing for now is to how do we find a way to remyelinate because that seems to be the impossible. And nothing's impossible. It just hasn't been tried. So we're going to try a variety of ways of getting there and to be able to offer that help to people that have a, a lot of disability, that if we could find ways to remyelinate, that would be my dream coming true right now. I love that. I love that you brought that up because all of us have lost, you know, the myelination of the brain that is shutting that part of our body down, correct? And right. we're all different. So, I mean, I have permanent scars that will the doctor just tells me they're not going to get any better. But also, how about retraining the brain to find the new neural pathways to helping you? Maybe not, you can't use that side because it's been destroyed, but you can certainly retrain the pathway of moving to get to another part of the brain that we haven't used at all if we can't have the myelination go back and return. We're looking at a number of different things, and it's a miracle that we have the drugs on the market that we have now that we know that the B-cell therapy has turned out to be one of the greatest things ever, that we, we, we always ask ourselves the question, why are your T-cells attacking each other? What is causing your body to start attacking itself? I mean, how do we stop that? And a really smart answer, and we funded this a long time ago when everybody thought that was a bad idea, was to suppress your B-cells because when your B-cells are activated, they activate your T-cells. So for many people who are newly diagnosed, it's pretty amazing that they can take one of these medications that's B-cell therapy, and it will really help them not get new attacks. So then basically you wouldn't have demyelination if you can catch this right off the bat which is amazing and it is a miracle that those two medicines exist right now like they're really amazing i don't know if i'm supposed to mention drug names or not i i don't know if i you can it's it's totally fine both um ocrevus and casimta they're they 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 depress your b cells and one of them is given as an infusion twice a year and one you give it to yourself once a month 
and they're different delivery systems. They're both amazing. They're both doing brilliant work depending on what is better for you. And uh, that's for the newly diagnosed person. There's no way that they shouldn't explore the fact of going on Kasimta or Ogrevis. I mean, there's just no way they shouldn't. Um, but for that person who's had it for a while, it has had a lot of, um, you know, demyelination, disability. I mean, obviously, one of the things you know we're, we're really fighting to figure out is how to how can we remyelinate? And we feel like if you can remyelinate or even just put back whatever it is in the nerve damage, even without remyelinating, there's, there's some different studies that just, there's a way to create more, more with nerve conduction. There's ways to, to bring that, to be able to heal that area without even having the myelin, but just getting back that feeling that you lost or don't have, or the pain that you're, the pain sensation you have. There's, there's some people are numb and some are in horrible pain, mm -hmm. but reasons and so we're, we're trying to deal with with those types of studies and we're dealing with other studies too we're, we're uh we really want to be open-minded and really you know put the monies that we raise into really important and different research and we also don't like to fund something that takes a long time <laughs> a lot of people are against that they want to do these really long-term studies and i'm we call ours the race to erase ms so we're in a hurry <laughs> we want to win this race really fast and we're we're trying to find very good, um, amazing novel studies. We, we have a brilliant scientific board who looks at everything, um, votes on everything, analyzes everything carefully. So we, we want to be careful that we we are only funding the best of the best with the monies that we raise. Important, and we will never duplicate research. We won't fund any two studies that are similar because there's there's absolutely no reason if things are really good centers, uh, one center should be really good enough. Um, in the beginning, when I started, it was amazing that everybody was funding the same exact study and like, what a waste of time, money, and energy. Exactly. Um, we, we do it. So I'm, I'm very impatient. Um, <laughs> I really get mad. I really want to find a cure and, um, I will do anything to, to get there as fast as I can. Well, I thank you for being impatient. I love that. I'm very impatient and I always want to get things done and I want to do the best that I possibly can with no matter what I'm working on or what I'm doing for myself. Um, but there's times where, like you said, you don't want to keep putting the money into something that has already failed. So always looking outside of the square box and look moving forward so much into it you're like well let's just give it another year let's do this another year let's do that another year and many doctors feel like oh come on you've got to fund this another year we're there we've got this we've got that and we, we pull it and we're if something is if it's dead on arrival it's it's dead on arrival it's it's not another year of funding where we can use that money to something much more important doesn't make any sense to me i agree with you so um when you started race to erase MS, what was the hardest thing that you found creating a fundraiser, charitable event that could help people worldwide? What were the first things that created and kind of put you at a halt where you were like, no, I am racing to find a cure? How could you help other people and us understand if we wanted to do our own um, charitable cause or what is moving forward and it may not be MS but how did you conquer those battles? Well in the very beginning I wanted to join another organization but I found out that if I did an event that only about 25% uh, of the money would go into research mm -hmm. and I had to take a step back and 
I figured out that I have to create everything. I have to create my own absolute everything. I can't rely on anybody because I can't imagine that you would work this hard by percent of your money, go to the right place. That just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, why would you do that? So um, met lots of different people, went all over the place and figured out that I've, I've got to do my own thing that's very credible and that makes sense for my goal. Um, you have to sit down and say, what is my mission statement? And every, every charity has a mission statement. But mm-hmm. you realize, what, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to, you know, make it easier for people to live their life? Do you want to find a cure? Do you want to make, I mean, there's, there's lots of things. There's no right or wrong answer. I mean, you have to find the thing that you want to do and then you have to go after it. And beginning, I surrounded myself with such a loving group of friends and, um, people. And I live in, um, Los Angeles. So there's a lot of entertainment people. And we did our first event in the mountains of Aspen, Colorado. And, uh, I was very much full of myself, I think. (laughs) And I can do this. What's the problem? I'm just going to do it. And, uh, I didn't realize all the things that could go wrong, Hmm. but actually got really lucky, I suppose. And, uh, the first event was really successful. And I, I don't, I don't even know why I, I wanted to do a ski race. And I, I had a pamphlet running around town. Somehow somebody from the Chrysler ski, pro ski tour called me and they go, do you want to do this with us? You'll bring this element. We'll bring that. We'll televise it. And whatever. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Of course. And I kind of was full of it. And the fact that I didn't know all the downside of what could happen. And then as I learned later, I'm really lucky because we did really well. And who knows why it all worked out. It was just, it was heaven sent. And I think sometimes you just can't doubt yourself. And you don't, you have a really specific goal in mind and something that's important, it will happen. And exactly. you got to think of how do you, how do you build a fundraiser? Um, you obviously need to, you know, get a 501c3. It's a very important thing to do. And very hard to achieve. And right. Get yes. Um, you you want to make sure that you set things up legally and lawfully and do it the right way. And and sometimes people in different cities they have different rules and mm-hmm. apply for a fundraising you know license or, or different things in order to be able to have your event. So you you have to start off that way because you want everything to be seamless. That's so important. And you need to get a team. Um, we call it ours the race to a race MS, and we are a big team. You have to surround yourself with people who feel the same way you do and have the same goals. May, you- Nancy, may I ask about the team? Um, besides yourself, does anyone else have multiple sclerosis or is related to someone that has multiple sclerosis that sits on the board in the team with you? Um, I have people who work for me, who work for me for like 25 years. Um, the people who work on the event, not so much, but people on the board, absolutely. There's several people, um, who have MS and, uh, we all got together and we had the same hopes and dreams. So there's people on the board who don't have MS, but who just are loyal, fabulous friends who've been great fundraisers and helped me. And, um, I'm lucky to have friends who've stuck around that long because it's a lot of work (laughs) it is it it takes your life away it just does so so grateful to have the support that I have and I have some family members as well who 
they I think they care a lot about you know me and this disease and they they've been supportive so I'm, I'm so grateful for that but we have a variety of different people and um, you, you don't have to have MS to care about somebody exactly. that has one person in a family has MS everybody in the family has MS because yeah. you all about that person and in your friend group um, they say friends are the family you give yourself yes. and have fam I have friends that are strong like family to me and those particular friends that I have uh in being my family feel as though they have MS too and they care very greatly about finding a cure for this disease so very lucky to have friends and family like that I love that and I love that your team and everyone that surrounds you and helps you keep building upon race to erase MS um is all combined as an as the same brain set status as a CEO of the company, but you're all on the same pathway moving forward with love and grace. Right. I have this amazing girl, Liz Sears, who's worked for me since day one. And uh, you couldn't have a more loyal, fabulous person ever who could, could help you get where you want to get. And I have other fabulous people too. And uh, I really rely on them. And, you know, right now we're all in the, the crunch time. Uh, for the event coming up, it's right around the corner. Really around the corner. And they're all working, you know, enormous hours, sleepless, not, you know, being there for their families and personal stuff. But they, they, they give so much from their hearts because they really do care. They're very committed and so lucky to have a group um, my my Liz, my my Maureen, my Dana, my Joanne—they are—they're like everything, and uh, they are on it. They—they're not—they don't complain ever. They put so many extra hours. They put so much love in, into this, and they take so much pride in what they do. So I'm really, really grateful to have them. I, I don't think I could do it without them. That's an amazing team, and I'm so honored and blessed as an MS patient myself hearing that and knowing that I love the fact that you said you're not going to continue to put money into the same thing that has not produced a profit of finding the cure. And I love that you continue to look on the outside of the box to find what is going to help cure MS. And right. we're all family. It's not just the person that was diagnosed with MS. I have three children and my husband and they've been with me the entire journey of MS so yeah they are you could say they have MS too but in a different format it greatly affects your husband it greatly affects your kids how old are your kids um Joseph is now 21 Simone is 22 and Robbie just turned 24 and my disease was getting really bad in my mid-20s through my 30s and I was finally diagnosed in my 40s when I became completely paralyzed and that was when they finally started to say, there's something wrong with Dom Marie, other than dismissing me for many, many years. But also that is why I wrote my book. And um, I wanted my journey of the dismissal of many women and many men in the world that were not as fortunate to get diagnosed immediately and started on a rotation on how do I move with my, along with my life. I lived in a world of what I called a phantom. I thought a phantom was haunting me. I went to the priest. I did everything you could imagine. There's something wrong with me, but I can't prove it. And everyone keeps telling me, you look great. 
right? That is like the phrase we all get. You look fabulous. How can you have MS? You feel terrible. You feel terrible. You're in pain and you can't prove it. And so I decided my journey was going to be after diagnosing was speaking the truth and sharing the good, the bad, and the ugly with the world and writing my entire story as rawfully as I could. And uh, there's so many reviews that one really touched my heart. She said, you gave me permission to live. And that alone was just, I mean, there's so many of them, but that alone just gave my a huge heart knowing that when wow. we open up and That's we share our journeys, we cure, whether it's an actual cure or we're curing a part of the soul that we've lost or a loved one or a memory. Wow, that's great. So yeah, um, I believe everyone can do a part. Everyone can help out. If you can't donate, you can volunteer. If you can't volunteer, you can do something to help bring awareness to the world that we need a cure. And I'm so honored and so proud to be able to meet you, to read your history, to hear your story. I love the fact that you open your windows and you put your feet on the ground and you say a prayer. And that is a beautiful thing of remind, remembering the disease that you have, but honoring the strength to move forward. I'm, I can't, I'm sorry, I lost you again. Oh, can you hear me yes. now? Yes, <laughs> now I can, yes. Not so techy with some of this stuff. I wish I wish I was better. That's okay. What's the name of your book? Um, it's called Finding the Sun Through the Clouds, and it's uh, published by Fulton Books. I'll send you a copy. Okay, great. I will send you a copy. Um, but you can look up the the survey, and on my website, it tells you all about it. But um, beautiful name. We all need to find help within each other. What is working for someone else? It could probably work for me, or it may not work for me, but the community that we have of warriors in the world that you have around you that follow your page, that help each other around the world is so incredible that I believe that we're, even though we all want to care for this disease, we have all become so much stronger holding on to each other and getting through each day. I agree totally. I, I do agree. It's important. Um, you know, you, you have to do the best you can do and with what you're given. We we don't choose diseases. They choose us. They choose us. And there's a beautiful phrase, God only gives you what you can handle. So, Nancy, I believe God gave you what you could handle because he knew that you were not going to wait and you wanted the race to erase MS and you are doing a beautiful job on managing and doing your events and showing the world what you can do together. I appreciate you saying that. You're so welcome. Is there anything else you would like everyone to know um, about the event? Um, I'll, I'll say the name one more time. Everyone can go to www. E R A S E M S dot org, and you can look up any information that you can want to hear, where the money goes, what is going on in your organization, and also you can see what is happening at the event, how much the tickets are, 
And the one thing that I really love that um, Robert and I just did for the event, Nancy, is the virtual um, marketing that you're going to be doing. Okay. <laughs> so the virtual marketing that you're going to be doing at the event is like doing a step and repeat, but it's going to be in the booklet and virtually. So everyone following this and listening to this podcast, if you have a company and you cannot make it to the event, you can actually choose one of those platforms to help promote what you're doing with MS to go on the virtual marketing, which I think is phenomenal, whoever thought of doing that. Thank you, yeah, we do that. And then one more thing just to add is the day afterwards on um, the 21st of May, it's a Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Um, Pacific Standard yes. time, have our MS Forum uh, with all of our doctors on a panel. And it'll be a great Q&A session and people can send in um, questions ahead of time if they have a, a particular question that they want a doctor to answer of them. That, so we're going to have that. It's really fun. There's this great lightning round and they're they're brilliant and there's so much evolving and happening really fast. And so somebody who wants to know about MS, it's, it's the most important thing of what we do. So I think people should definitely attend that um, the following day at 10 a.m. on at Saturday. At 10 a.m., May 21st, um, and you have a panelist spotlight. Um, I'm reading it right now. Although my eyes and my glasses are not strong enough at the moment. One second. USC part of our Center Without Walls program. And what else can I see in here? Is it Dr. Uh, Amuska? Yeah, uh, Amesqua. Yeah, there, but there's 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 uh, eight doctors on the, the panel from the different centers that we uh, promote uh, or who, who f we fund their research. And then um, also a doctor who mm -hmm. talks about with MS as well. Who Perfect. I, I, we so, have John, we have Harvard, we have um, USC, UC San Francisco, Yale University, the Oregon Health Science University, Cedar Sinai, and UCLA. And they will all be, they will all be there. And they'll all be there doing the spotlight. Be there with really fabulous new research and what's going on and if you have questions and you know things keep changing and evolving depending on the new medications and COVID and whatever's out and constant the environment they're there to you know really talk about it and if you have other questions they're they're, they're yeah. really amazing and patient so we're, we're excited to have that great please go out and follow if you are not already following race to erase ms everything right. on their instagram page is here from what they have done to what is going on if you go to this square right here, you can buy your tickets and go from there. And as Nancy just said, the day after is the spotlight day. So you can ask questions and a format round and go from there. But please follow, share it with your friends, share it with whoever you know that may be diagnosed with MS um, or is diagnosed with MS that needs the the community of love and support from warriors around the world and everything that Nancy has done since 1993, putting this entire organization together with her heart and soul and everybody on her team. I thank you very, very much for all that you have done. And I'm excited to see you. I'm excited to be at the event. I'm excited for the entire night of 
talking and speaking and honoring you for never giving up and as you said um, being stubborn and not having the patience <laughs> so you wanted to just race to the end so you are definitely in a brilliant beautiful strong woman that I look up to so thank you so very much I admire what you're doing. You're helping so many people. You don't even realize how many you're helping. So what you do is, is unbelievable. So hats off to you too. Thank you very much. All right, everybody, please go to once again, um, www.eracems.org today to see how you can help us help the event and the charity to move forward and what the charity offers to be able to help you. Nancy Davis, I am so honored that you took the time today to share with my guests and to share with the world of everything that you have been through. You are the MS Superwoman of the world. You're, you're definitely the U.S. You're definitely that, that person, if not more. Thank you, Nancy. I truly appreciate that. Is there anything else that I forgot or um, that you would like to share? I think we got it. I am so grateful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right, Nancy. Thank you. I hope you have a fabulous evening. I'm excited about the event. If you need anything from me, just DM me and I'll help you wherever I can. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank Appreciate you. It. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much again for joining live with Dom Marie here at Dom Marie Healthy and Fit. Multiple sclerosis is a disease that has no cure. Race to Erase MS is a fundraising global event um, that they have every year for a gala. You can go to it. If you can't go to it, you can help out. Please check out the perks and everything else that will be happening at the event this year. I am honored to say that I will be there um, with my amazing um, actors from the movie Bobcat Moretti and that Tim will be there sitting with me with Taryn Manning and also Rebecca A. Fox and um, my husband Robert will be sitting by my side. So with all of that, I will be sharing stories with you from the event, but if you can help in any way whether it's a suggestion or going on the very next day and asking questions on the 21st, please help us bring awareness to this event this year or the very first gala since prior COVID. We need all the help we can get, even if you just put it on your story for us, take it from my story or go into their Instagram page and screenshot that event and put it on your story for people that may not be aware that it's happening on May 20th, 6.30 p.m. here in California. Help me spread more awareness through your Instagrams, your stories, and your individual story of how you get through your everyday life living with multiple sclerosis. And to all of my warriors and dear friends, um, I love you all. Thank you so much for always being there to support me. And I love being able to watch your stories and your triumphs and moving forward. And I cannot thank you all enough. 
So I will be sending more information as it comes and looking forward to following your positive journeys. And if you need me, you know where to find me. Send me a DM and I will be there on the other side to help you through it. Have a fabulous evening and thank you again for watching Live with Marie. And if you would like to listen to this on Apple or Spotify, you can go there and follow me. And if you liked the episode, please give us some comments and some likes. And I look forward to finding a cure for the world for multiple sclerosis with everyone else that will be going to this event. Thank you all. Love to all of you.